Hi everyone. It's Thursday night. It makes me think of that song. It's Thursday night and I got someone with me. His name is Jesus and he lives inside of me. And how oh, cool. I wish I had everyone to share it with. And now it's time for this. It's now it's time for this. Anyway, <laughs> can you tell it? You know, I looked at the video. I don't know for those of you who follow us every week last week. I wasn't going to tell anyone, but I know for those of you who knew me well, I had the same thing happen to me. I was on the computer for too long, and I was so nauseous. I looked at I looked at the video, and I was like, eh, I had my head down, and head like this. I was like, oh my gosh, those poor people. They had to turn it off going. She looks like she's... Anyway, um, I was off today, so my husband, hopefully he's going to be able to talk, because I could cover the whole thing, the whole 20 minutes. <laughs> anyway, it's so good to be with you. It's so exciting. It's so neat when we hear your little messages and you send us little notes or we see people mm -hmm. that uh, get on town or people that we least expect are plugging in. And we just hope it's a word of encouragement. We've been just doing this great series on um, <clears throat> how we have to improvise with all the things that have changed in 2020. Mm -hmm. You hear so many different things about people, what they say about 2020 and how, oh, it's like, I wish we could turn it back or mm -hmm. this is terrible. But improvising and learning how to flow with something that's new is all a part of the beautiful way we respond to things mm -hmm. and how we embrace um, things and, and we can excel and beautiful things can come from it. So anyway, let's hear, Pastor, what do we have tonight? Should okay. We... Well, um, tonight I'm going to talk about romance. and Oh, I... tell me more. That's so good, huh? And uh, I put uh, romance, a heavenly pursuit of God. And the reason I did that is because God is crazy in love with you he's, and me. Yes, and he's, always, he's always pursued and us. he's pursuing us. He's you know? wooed us from the, from the beginning. I've That's always right. said that. Yeah. God is wooing you. I don't care what stage in your life or whether mm -hmm. you were close or distant. The wooing is constant. It's always constant. And so we see you know, how Jesus, when he was on this earth, how he was improvising. He was very aware and very sensitive to those things around him. Recognizing why he was there and recognizing what was happening in the lives of the people around him. And so um, improv is just basically reacting uh, to the moment, you know, and responding to whatever change is coming your way. And what that does is it brings new thoughts of, you know, new patterns of mm -hmm. thought, um, new, pra uh, new practices, new act ways to act. I mean, it just does so much to us. And, and so Jesus was a master at that sort of thing. And so then I... I, I mentioned this word called symphrovise, and which is basically mm -hmm. a blend of two words. Symphony, which means a bunch of musicians are playing this incredible music, this piece that's been put together. And then improv, right? Um, being able to adjust. And that's kind of like what, like what jazz is. You know, it has mm -hmm. a basic, the basic foundations of musical theory working through it. And yet at the same time, there is the this variant that happens, this, this variety of musicians that are kind of testing the waters and they step out a little bit. And because of that, there have been um, changes to the music world. And so, and the way Jesus ministered to people was very different than the way the other uh, rabbis or other people would minister to other people. Um, Jesus, uh, on his way to go heal uh, a servant, um, was touched by a woman that was bleeding. And she said, if I could just touch him, I will be healed. And and she did. She touched him and she was healed. And then Jesus felt the power leaving him. Who touched me? And they're like, wait a minute, a lot of people touched you. And he said, no, 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 I, I felt mm -hmm. something. He, he recognized that something had happened. And then he had this engagement with this lady who said it was me. And, and he says, your, your faith has healed you, you know. 
and and it was like um, it, it was just how we are called to live you know just to be always ready to, for change and the possibility and what's happened here in this in this 2020 is that we've had to really learn to adjust to a lot mm -hmm. of things and so so then I start talking about uh, jazz is kind of like a it's a paradox it's a mystery and it's a romance and the paradox is that it's something that seems to be contradictory or it's opposed to common sense mm -hmm. and yet it might be true and so um, and so I talked a little bit about the paradox and life is a par full of paradoxes uh, failure leads to success doesn't make sense you know mm -hmm. but it actually does, it does yeah. uh, the fact that we have light um, you know it took over 900 attempts to make a light bulb before we they were finally able to figure it out uh, the Bible has um, a paradox that I find very interesting to live you need to die like how did that work well you die to self mm -hmm. and then you'll live truly mm -hmm. live and so then um, from there we talked about mystery and the definitions and it's something that totally baffles the mind. We don't get it. We don't understand. And jazz is like that. Sometimes mm -hmm. we don't know where it's going. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, it does go somewhere. And eventually there's a, a genre, a, a type of music sound that starts to, it starts to uh, come together and create something new. Big band, the blues, swing, ragtime, bossa nova, fusion, funk, RB. All those came from that jazz music played in a different way and, and just created new things so anyways we looked at that we looked at how God has revealed his mysteries to us and I talked about how the mystery the, the basic mystery was that how mm -hmm. you and I Christ is in us mm -hmm. you know there's a scripture that says he wanted everyone not just Jews to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out regardless of their background regardless of the religious standing the mystery in a nutshell is just this Christ is in you Therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. That is the substance of our message. I think that's such a fantastic statement, you know, mm -hmm. to understand. I, think, I just think it's one of those things that, um, you know, people say you just need to mellow out and meditate. And, mm -hmm. you know, you hear there's people that meditate by mantras where they say certain words over and over again. I think if we just spent a time every day understanding what it means that Christ in you in that he is alive in us that he's given us the mind of christ that he's given us the holy spirit to lead us and guide us it would make us a more focused and peaceful people mm -hmm. and i think we would be kinder to ourselves and for sure kinder to others to know that as we're all creatures we've all been created by god mm -hmm. and the christ is in us it just it, it it really changes everything when we get a hold of that Absolutely. i mean one time the other morning I was just reading my Bible and I read a verse about Paul is referring to the Christ in you and I thought, wait a minute, Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. I'm born again. I'm alive because of what he's done and I'm in relationship. I'm, a, I'm connected to the vine and because of that, I live forever. I don't have to fear anything even though the world can throw a lot of horrible things i have transcended i have overcome i'm victorious from the fallen world because of what christ did mm -hmm. and he gives that to everyone if this was all that there was it, it wouldn't really make any sense mm -hmm. but the community and the unity of the father's heart because he is love that he 
creates us to be in fellowship with him that's the wooing it's just it's it's a romance and i know enrique's you know you've heard the we've reviewed the paradox and we've reviewed the mysteries and we're going to get into the romance and um this is this is just one of the the most the biggest gems of christianity Mm -hmm. for people to understand and for you to understand that he woos you Mm -hmm. that he watches for you that when you look up at him when you give your attention to him Song of Solomon says his heart skips a beat. It's like he, the angels, he, he shows them, look at my people. They don't even see me, but yet they still love me. The angels are in his presence, and some of them still became fallen angels. Mm-hmm. And we hold on and believe and worship, and we don't even get to see him and how glorious it's going to be when we see him. That's going to be amazing. So tell us about and, this romance. And so in the middle of all this that's going going on in your life, in our lives, is this this love affair. Mm. You know, this passion, the word says it's a passionate emotional attachment or involvement between people. It's love. It's a fascinating quality or appeal. Something adventurous, something mm-hmm. heroic, or strangely beautiful. And that's what romance is. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've fallen in love. Um and you know when you're a kid when you're a little guy like when i was in the elementary uh junior high high school you know i I thought i thought i had an idea of what it was and and then as you get older you start to really realize that love is a lot more than the excitement or whatever there's a lot more yeah Mm -hmm. the butterflies it's a lot more than that it's a real commitment you know and so uh so the passion of romance will lead to a, a pursuit of the other and, and I think that's the part, you know, it's like there's a pursuit. There's this holy pursuit that we have. Sometimes we pursue things in this world, trying to find whatever it is that we're looking for. We think, oh, if I have this, mm. that's it. And then we get it, and then we're like, oh, wait a minute, that's not it. And then, okay, maybe I need this. And then we go after that. And so we just go from place to place, relationship to relationship, uh, achievement after achievement, looking for that something Mm-hmm. That's going to make a difference. Something that's going to settle our hearts. Something that's going to say, yes, that's it. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. When really the one we're looking for is him. Mm-hmm. The one that had created you. Because he's in us. The yes, one that had all these incredible plans for you, right? For us. Mm-hmm. And so the purpose of our creation was for communion with God. The story of the Bible is the story of God pursuing a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. So when Adam and Eve sinned, they, they hid from God um, among the trees in the garden crazy and god is the one who pursued and he came after him he called out to the man he says where are you you know and that word mm-hmm. where are you speaks of great passion it's like mm-hmm. he knew where they were physically but he knew that there had been a separation of of communion a mm-hmm. separation of relationship because of their decision that they made and so and yet in the beginning of that god had always a desire to reconcile mm-hmm. himself to us you know and it had already been prophesied that these things were going to happen. It says that Christ was crucified before the foundation of the earth. So even before we were born, mm-hmm. the plan was already in place to reconcile because of knowing who we are. And so Jesus, he came to seek and save the lost. He came to seek all of us. You mm-hmm. know, and it it reminds me of you know there's that that popular scripture John three sixteen, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. And then right after that it says, For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but that the world through him would be saved. Mm. And so so I think that's one of the greatest messages that we can add to God so loved. Mm. Is that he did not come to condemn us, you know. 
but that through him we would be saved. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, it, and it reflects so much of the love of God. He's so loved, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Romans 8, 35 through 39 says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? I love this verse. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry, destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us mm. from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Mm. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God I love that, that is revealed in Christ Jesus our this Lord. Is, this is an Amplified. What I love about this so much is, you know, I don't know, we have young adults and, you know, there's all these conspiracy theories and they watch this create the craziest stuff on YouTube mm -hmm. and do a lot. My One is a philosophy major and he just loves to research things. And um, we've talked about, you know, are there aliens and, you know, what happens if they invade the earth? And, and I always say, and it says it here, from powers below and powers above. I don't care if we're invaded by seven different types of aliens. It doesn't change that God loves you and that he paid a price for you mm -hmm. and he can take you home and he's preparing a place for you. Mm -hmm. That's the beautiful thing. And I That's deal right. with life and death constantly. Um, you know, I, you, get, tell, you hear people finding out really bad news. Um, I just recently, I was telling my husband, I, I felt this, you know, I was looking over um, my Facebook pictures and... Uh, for those of you that know me well, you know, I lost uh, a best friend, just adored her. And um, I was looking at all our pictures of us and all the beautiful things that she wrote, you know, and I, I found myself just weeping because I thought if I could just have had one more day, one more day with her. And I realized that even though we don't get that day, we didn't get, I didn't get to say goodbye to her the way I wanted and I didn't get to see her the way I wanted. But it didn't separate the fact that she loved me. And it doesn't mm. separate the fact that I loved her. That's true. And I feel like even with the Lord, you know, our dear friend Maureen just recently went home to be with the Lord. And she said, you know something, I win either way. I, I keep, I'm blessed that God keeps healing me and extending my years. But even if when he takes me home, it's not, it's, nothing's lost. It's only gain. It's only, it's my reward. The hard part is is leaving the people you love because right. we've been created with his love to love others and we feel like we're losing so much, which we are. And um, But he, what we're going to is something far greater than we can ever imagine. Mm. He created romance. I can't even imagine how we'll be romanced once we're in the heavens. That's right. It's amazing. You know, there's a scripture in Zephaniah. It says, um, the Lord your God is in your midst. He's a mighty one who will save he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. And then he says, he will exult over you with loud singing. Mm. And that word exult or he will rejoice over you uh, means to circle around. So imagine God just twirling. You know, mm. he's, he looks at his children on this earth and he's just like twirling, just dancing. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and he's exulting with loud singing, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's a beautiful picture for me to see mm -hmm. that our heavenly father, our creator is right now just dancing and spinning and just, you know, ex excited mm -hmm. about his children. About um, you looking up and bringing your attention to him. Yeah. You know, it's funny because people will say, well, does he love everybody? What about this person, that person? And I always say, what about the person that's practicing this? Or what about this person that 
does this in their life. And all I can say is that God's love is a net. And he doesn't clean up the fish or clean anything. about. He just throws the net and, and he gathers. And so all our job is to point people to Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ does the rest. And I feel like it's so important for people to understand that nothing separates them. Their lifestyle, their choices, their genders, their how they vote, how they stand, what they believe about Black Life Matters, any of these things. None of that differentiates or changes the invitation for God to woo you and to draw you to himself. Amen. You know, and so, so how do we pursue God? You know, he pursues us, but how do we pursue him? How can we meet with him? Yeah. And I came across a book a long time ago called Sacred Pathways. I really That's loved it. And um, it, it talks about how we all have different ways, natural ways actually, of how we can connect to God and the things that are sacred. And um, I'm going to just kind of briefly read. It's a couple lines for each one. There's like nine of them. Mm. And I just want to mm. encourage you to, um, to kind of think about these things and see which one seems to be you. Um, and so we can identify our sacred pathway um, as an easier way to connect to God. And so I'm going to look at, I'm going to mention some of these. Uh, the naturalists, loving God outdoors. Oh, that's me. Okay, moved by yeah, creation. I do. Uh, I love they love that gardens, one. taking hikes, yeah. walks, swimming, fishing, camping. They love yeah. looking at stars, mountain ranges, oceanfront, rivers, waterfalls, anything that's in nature. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of people just really connect with God, it's just taking that little walk. And so oh, yeah. then there's the, the ones that love God through their senses. Yes. Right? Listening to music and the awe and the candles. Yeah. And the majestic or the liturgical, that's another one. Yeah. That's it's, another pathway. It's Yeah, it's its the um, the majestic, the grand, like walking into like a huge building that's just beautiful. Oh, yeah, those old temple and, with, the big, with the big organs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some people just are drawn into that, and yep. that calls them, them, right? Yeah. Uh, then you have the traditionalists. They love God through ritual and symbol. Mm -hmm. uh, the sacraments and sacrifice and the history and the traditions. Christmas, Lent, Passover, mm -hmm. Easter, um, they... They love the ritual and the structure of their of their year, you know, having all these special events happening because that draws them, that works for them. And then you've got the ascetics. Um, they love God in solitude and simplicity. They like to, con they're contemplative. They like to think mm -hmm. and they, they like that time to that, just yeah. speak to him alone. Just prayer and fasting, silence, discipline, self-denial, um, no distractions. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that would give away their treasures. Um, they have strict personal goals, and they recognize that sacrifice and hardship is okay. Um, and it's a part of what draws them closer. And then you've got the activist, uh, loving God through confrontation. There are some mm. people that just know that, hey, this is unjust. And, and when they are standing up against mm -hmm. injustice, they are sensing, and, and, and sensing the presence of God at that mm -hmm. moment because they're feeling, feeling emboldened to stand up to what's not what isn't right mm -hmm. and um they're the ones that would stand up against evil uh, they might be socially active but they have this courageous confrontation it's hard to say this has to change this isn't right and that's where they feel the the, the closeness to god when they're doing that uh, then you have the caregivers they love god by loving others mm. um they it's, it's about service it's about counseling preparing a meal uh compassion visiting the poor the sick Serving and giving is not a chore for them. It's an act of mercy. Mm -hmm. And they're filled when they're serving. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the enthusiasts, you know, loving God with mystery and celebration, the experience to feel and to be moved by God. 
very expressive, joyful celebration, music-driven, excitement and mystery. They love that, oh, that big wow, right? And then the contemplatives that like you shared earlier, loving God through adoration. Um, they think of love, friendship, delight, adoration with God. It's a quiet prayer, uh, enjoying His presence, just being there, just being still. And then still. we know of all those pastors that are intellects, mm -hmm. that love to love God through understanding the doctrines and learning something more about God and just getting into His Word. That's right. That's right. Yes. They love teaching and they love being in group discussions. You know, and so, so you know, all those ways are different ways that we can all connect to God. Um, and so we're not restricted to one or the other. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want to encourage you to find yours mm -hmm. um, and, and then check it out. Walk in it. You know, let mm -hmm. that be a part of your life. So no matter what's happening with this crazy 2020, uh, make sure that you have those times that you're focused on the things of God mm -hmm. and you're growing and you're getting filled so that way you won't feel empty and won't feel you know, despondent or worried or whatever because you know your center is okay. And so it's important to, to spend that time. And so, um, so as, as we're finishing this series, this part, uh, looking at paradox, mystery, and romance, um, I'm going to share a couple of scriptures, actually one, of we're going to see how these three things came together in Jesus' story. And so um, in John 8, 3, it says, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? And they were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. It was a paradox. There were two things, two conflicting things going on at the same time. And then it says something very interesting. It says, but Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. People have talked about this for years. What was he writing, right, on the ground? Some people think that he was maybe writing the sins of the people that were all around him. Maybe he was writing the Ten Commandments. Um, they don't know. But, um, <clears throat> but they kept on questioning him. And then he straightens up and he says to them, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. So all of a sudden, there was the mystery. It's like they all left. Yeah, yeah. Something caused them to leave. You know, He says, if you have no sin, then throw the first stone. And they all knew mm -hmm. that they all sinned. And so there was that mystery. It's like, well, wow, what do I do mm. now? So they just started to leave. And then Jesus stands up. And he asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. That's the romance, yeah. That's, that's the romance. Mm -hmm. That's the part. It's like, I don't condemn you either. Mm. And so, so I think this is the key that we really need to look at. Those are the things that we really need to understand. That it's important that we recognize mm. that there is a, a paradox in our life sometimes. Things that just don't make sense. They're two conflicting things and we're not sure. There's that mystery of like, mm -hmm. how's this even going to work out? And then there's the romance where all of a sudden God shows up and he mm, points the good. way. And because he loves you, he, he always provides for you. He always yeah, gives he would, you a and way he out. He forgives us and he offers us grace. That's right. It's funny, a friend of ours yesterday was saying, you know, she just kept trying to get more she she just didn't know how to receive grace mm. and she started laughing and it's kind of like it's not about receiving grace it's just about 
believing that you've been given it. Mm -hmm. You know, just, yeah. I mean, obviously you accept, you accept it, but these are people that when you even walking with the Lord, sometimes you forget. Yeah. That was really good, hon. Yeah, yeah I thanks. think the romance of, of the, and the mystery, I guess, so even though we're in a horrible 2020 season of a lot of confusion and a lot of things have to change and a lot of hardship, paradoxes are all over the place. But just know that he's going to come through because mm -hmm. he's wooing you in it. Yeah. And how you respond to it is a beautiful music, beautiful music, and he's twirling yeah. over you as you respond to his invitation. God is, God is improving, yeah, it's you know, and he wants us to be a part of that improv. So, Father, I pray, God, your blessings on each one of us that um, have heard this message, Lord God, and Lord, uh, the different questions that we may have about our own lives and where we're going and what we're, what we're doing, um, the paradox of life at times that just kind of confuses us. And even the mystery of where are we going with this thing? Where's this thing going to end, end up? And yet, in the middle, Father, of all that, you show up. And um, mm -hmm. you show us your love. You show us your plans. You show us the things that you have for us. And mm -hmm. you bring people along to help us, to encourage us. And so, Father, I pray your blessings on every single person that hears us and that they would just settle with you. And that you give them those times, Lord God, whether it's taking a walk or doing whatever they need to do to spend that time with you, that they could get filled, to be at peace, to be strengthened, so that they can hear from you and know the plans that you have for them. So, Father, I just pray, pray blessings upon them even now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. See you All next right. week. Bye-bye.